And mankind reflects the Holy Trinity in many ways. So in order to understand God, we, we have to understand male and female. Because both male and female, you know, the masculinity and the femininity are used to help us understand, designed to uniquely represent Him and properly understand Him. So mothers and fathers and parenthood, when done properly, are incredibly powerful tools to draw us closer to God, to give us a deeper understanding. Now, that's not the same as, say, arduous biblical Bible study, which, of course, is the written word. We're talk, Paul, the apostles talking about things that you see and hear on an everyday basis. Reveal the holy God. So I know that it seems obvious. But this is just something that I think is so overlooked. We, we miss out on incredible moments of revelation. When we don't look at male and female or motherhood, fatherhood, the family marriage as God intended it to function. So our, our tendency is to make everything about us. Wow, self-fulfillment. If I read another article on self-fulfillment, I'm going to spit up. Yeah, we, we, we just take all of the beautiful things that God made out there that are so rich, and then we just cram them down into our heart and mind and say, no, it's all about me. And, and it just, there goes the higher purpose. Now we're just operating down here in a mud puddle. Instead of the beauty of God's intention. We ruin God's things. And I'm, the songs we sang this morning just reminded us of our Redeemer, our Creator that is restoring us. And boy, am I so grateful that He does that. So if we make marriage or family parenting about us and just about on a human level, it kind of reminds me, and I know this is just an illustration, it wouldn't work in real life, but like a, a plane with one wing, or maybe an insect with one wing, it can only just keep going in this direction. It can't control itself. And so it's, it's really hard to fly around like that. You can't get where you want to go. And, and pretty soon you're thinking, why am I even doing this? This is hard work. You can't fly high enough to even see the beautiful sights that you were intended to see. And it just demeans it. The truth makes us higher. It takes us above ourselves and above the self-fulfillment mantra. Motherhood reflects the image of God. And I think just even being reminded of that, like that's the missing ingredient that makes it so wonderful and glorious. And that's often the missing, missing ingredient that moms need to answer the question after a terrible, possibly a terrible day, why am I doing this? Why did I have kids? And we need to be reminded that, oh yeah, it wasn't just about me. Actually, there's a higher purpose. This, my actions and my decisions are serving a kingdom purpose. So the things that I do here will have an effect out there. That's why it's worth it. I'm thinking about um, 
the way that God has designed us differently in our gender neutrality culture. And one of the clearest, as Romans one twenty says, one of the just clearest, obvious ways of the differences between man and woman is motherhood. And I guess the, the feminine touch or a mother's touch, so to speak. There's nothing like it. And as I was preparing this, um, we had an opportunity to watch our granddaughter, Ava, and um, a lot over the last couple of weeks. And so she comes into her home, and I was just observing how Lisa reacts to her as opposed to how I naturally react. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it in different ways. I, I can hold her, I can carry the car seats and and the walkers, and and put blocks on the floor for her to knock down, things like that. I just enjoy her in a different way. Now, Lisa's cleaning the floor so that she doesn't eat something that she shouldn't eat off of it, dust or a little pebble, or and she already has the high chair set. She already knows what she's going to feed her. And I remember thinking, I didn't even give a thought. Do we even have anything in the house to feed this child? I don't think along those terms. There's, it's just a different approach, and both are needed. But one of the, the uniquest ways to appreciate womanhood is just through motherhood and the nurturing and the care that goes in. So now let's get a little more specific. All right, so if moms reveal God, how? Well, first of all, through giving new life. Moms bring new life into this world. An obvious but profound thing. It's, it, it's God's design. He fulfills His plan. How is He going to uh, bring more images of Himself into the world? Well, He's going to do it through the womb of a mother. That womb brings new life. Now, there's not a single person in here that can argue with that. Because we all came from woman. Right? We all, if we're here, that's how we got here. That's how God designed it. Uh, Just to put it safely and innocently, man plants the seed and the woman grows new life. And we see this on a, a physical level in our universe. That's how it happens. So where... Did you come from? Well, yes, God created you. How did you bring how did he bring you into this world? Through mom. Through a mother. Now on a spiritual level, the newness of life comes through Christ. And scripture, in order for us to understand the importance of new life being a new creation, he draws on his natural, on a physical level understanding of being born in the first place. Then you are born again, but in order to be born again, you have to be physically born. You have to be physically brought into this world by a mom. That's how God uses this. He, so he showcases or helps us understand what it even means to be a new creation and what it might look like when you first get saved by drawing our attention to motherhood. So the, re- the reflection goes deeper in this. Uh, women, like God, 
have a generative love. It means women bring life into this world. Now think about this. The way God designed marriage and the family and and childbearing, it it is an incredible thing. Because rightly done in a God-glorifying way, the way God intended it to be, you have a man and a woman that fall madly in love and commit to one another to live their lives in a covenant marriage. That what God puts together, let no man separate. And in the context of this Love, the feelings, the emotions, the immaterial thing. When you come together as one flesh, as God says. One of the the greatest manifestations or physical manifestations of that love is when the two become one. You have birthed, in, in a sense, you birthed your love relationship. So that's what it is by being generative. Another, the two become one flesh and another flesh comes Fourth, it's, it's like an incarnational power that mothers were intended to have because ideally children come forth or conceived in, in, are conceived in love. So the, the emotions uh, and the covenant commitment manifest themselves through this birth. So motherhood is God's work. It's like this unique gift to humanity. Now, this was damaged during the fall. Noah made a reference to that in introducing us to um, worship. Childbirth is hard. Well, child rearing is hard, but it starts with childbirth. And as a part of the curse of disobedience, God says to moms, you'll give birth with much pain. It's a part of the, the curse. I don't have it all figured out. What did it look like before the curse? I have no idea. Day at the spa? I don't know. Uh, But with the curse, what we do know is this side for sure. And that is it's a painful experience for most. I know there's a few exceptions out there and drugs these days can help um, take the edge off if you time it right and so forth. But, uh, you know, it's hard. It's a huge deal, childbirth. All kinds of terrible thoughts and screams can come out of a woman's mouth and words and things maybe you thought you'd never hear when a mother is giving birth. I remember I got my feelings hurt. I'll be honest with you. I got my feelings hurt with my firstborn because I was by her side. I did everything I thought would bring her comfort in her pain. I would try to rub her back or whatever. Oh, man, I got shot down. Don't do that. That hurts. I couldn't do anything right. I try not to take these things personal. But I felt the curse, okay? I felt that curse that day. And it's a real thing. But even after the fall, women still generate, obviously, human life. Now, how are they going to do this? Well, you've got to embrace the curse. So God says, you, you, it's, going to, it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. Then you have a choice. Well, well, then what do I do? If you want to bring new life, if you want to still try to live even in brokenness in the way God designed things, then you've got to push through the pain. That's just how it has to happen. Because through the pain and the agony now in our world, 
new life comes. So Mother Tyler, uh, Tyler Holly says this. In every birth, the mother gives of herself for the sake of her child. So, because of the fall, motherhood not only reflects the generating love of God in creation, but also the regenerating love of Christ on the cross. Mothers embrace the curse so that we may be born. And Christ embraced the curse so that we may be reborn. Is that not profound? I mean, things in motherhood that happen every day and we just slough them off like it's no big deal. And they're shouting and proclaiming on the mountaintops to the masses about God. So it goes, it goes so much deeper and has so much meaning than this self-fulfillment and bettering oneself. It doesn't require nobility and courage to 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 think about yourself and to be self-focused. And this is this is stuff of another world that exists. The courage and the ability to push through and and to stay focused on the goal instead of the here and now. That's what makes it most satisfying. So, mom show us life or show us the image of God, show us God, and that they bring forth new life. Second, um, moms welcome and nurture. And that welcoming and nurturing of that life starts on day one at conception in the womb. That's what moms do. And some of it's natural, the, the way they're designed, God's uh, the, the abilities and biology and physiology kicks in, but the mindset is right there behind it. And so this nurturing and caring from a mother starts as soon as they're aware with day one. And that nurturing reflects the image of God. Uh, when a child comes forth, the mom nurses, cares, bathes, changes diaper. The mom is just loving that child, and that's how you love a child. You meet their needs. Give them what they need to thrive and grow. You give them what they need so they can have smiles on their faces. So inside the womb, outside the womb, there's this incredible nurturing care. Likewise, when a person is born from above or reborn, God doesn't leave that child, that new believer to himself or herself. Just like moms. Moms just bring them in close and embrace them and they get to know that child. Every little whimper they, they are immediately learning to read all the, the language and the body language and the cries and so forth. And God is like that with newborn. He doesn't just leave us to ourselves. He loves us and nurtures us. It's no wonder that the church is often referred to as our mother. Because God takes this new little baby believer and plants it where? In the church. So that little baby believer can be nurtured and cared for. And people are noticing things and what they need in order to grow in Christ. What kind of diet they need. What kind of encouragement they need. Galatians 4.26. But the Jerusalem that is above is free and she is our mother. And that passage is comparing those that are not truly in the faith. That are still under the bondage of law. And those that are truly in the faith. The freedom of Christ. It's the church. It's the body of Believers is our mother. 
So you think about all the similarities in Scripture. Um, the Apostle Paul talks about uh, children in the faith needing milk. You know, they, they start on the milk of the Word. It's the easy stuff. It's easy to digest and taste and understand and experience. And eventually, they need to get onto the meat. So you have all these metaphors of motherhood here in Scripture as a mother nurses her child, feeds her. Here in the, um, you know, we just celebrated the very body and blood of Christ through communion. Uh, the mother of Proverbs 31, a very popular Mother's Day message. What does she do? She's, she's providing food. Uh, she's making clothes. Uh, she's making money. She's preparing for the, fu- the future with finances. Why? To help care for those that are under her care. That are in her home. And this care, by the way, goes for both biological and non-biological mothers. A mother has that instinct, that, that care. Even whether it's an adopted child or somebody you're just taking in for a while, you're going to see that, that divine gift and uniqueness applied and manifested on whoever is within her realm or in her home. It's part of the cultural mandate to take dominion. If you look at Scripture, take dominion. You, you take these areas of darkness and chaos and you bring them into order for the glory of God. And that's one of the things that moms are doing as they're caring for their children. They are bringing order. They're bringing beauty. As scripture describes it as a keeper of the home. By the way, the keeper of the home, you're not vacuuming the floor just to make it clean. You're vacuuming the floor because there are people in the house that you're caring for. There's a purpose for why you're making the clothes or cooking the food. It's not so much the structure as it is the living people in the home. That's mainly what you're keeping and managing. That's the whole purpose for keeping it. It's for the people, it's for the hearts to shape and form the hearts that are in there. That's the main priority is the spiritual life. And so it gives us a visible and tangible picture of how God cares for His people in the church. As a mom gives herself, she is submitting to God's plan. As a mom gives herself scripturally. It's it's an act of submission. It's a beautiful thing in scripture. And she's reflecting the submissive character of God by giving herself to her husband and to her children. So moms are showcasing to people how, in a sense, we should all relate and and act before God. It's a giving of oneself. It's a submission to that. So let me close this section with this point. Because Eve did not submit to God in the garden... And all the world fell into chaos. Mary did submit to God. And the whole world was saved through the seed planted in her. See, all moms, in a sense, tell the gospel story. Mother and writer Vivian Hyatt says, challenges us to consider this. So God chose women and wombs to house men. And what men? Well, one, the messenger and harbinger of the promised king, and the other, the king himself. Each of these unlikely women 
with unlikely wounds, said, yes. Each welcomed God's will, hardly comprehending God's plan, bearing this child for nine months, laboring to give birth, nursing the child at her breasts, changing, bathing, training, teaching, making a home. It's a slow process. This method that God used to carry out His plan for the salvation of the world, pregnancy, gestation, birth, infancy, childhood, years of training, growth to manhood. Elizabeth and Mary would each need in the coming days and years to keep welcoming God's plan for her life and her son's life. Each would need to keep reaffirming her willingness to do God's will, which included watching this son with his strange behavior, his torments and trials, his courage and conviction, she would need to keep saying yes. In a sense, moms say yes from beginning and hopefully to the end. There's that submitting to God. It's the, it's the higher purpose for why we even bring life into the world. Keep saying Yes. And then third and last, uh, something very important that I want to say, and that is motherhood without children. Now, what in the world are you talking about motherhood without children? Now, God is so great and powerful in the way He has designed men and women is that you will see some of the greatest acts of what we would think of as a mother come through women that are not yet mothers or aren't mothers for whatever reason. In other words, it's such a powerful thing that it doesn't just, it's not just confined to mothers that have actually born children. You will see this instinct come out in women in general. So, you know, in essence, the world, the needy world gets a warm meal sits down to a warm meal and sees and experiences the same kind of tender, uh, tender love and that homekeeping because of the way that God designed femininity. So it's not just contained to, say, the marriage or the home there. It, it spreads out. The same could be said for fatherhood. So it's expressed in this way. Now, I have seen some of the most Godly, what we would consider motherhood acts, come from women who have never even given birth to children. I mean just intense, loving giving of oneself to another. And likewise, I have seen mothers who have given birth do some of the most ungodly kind of nurturing or caring for their children. So by God's grace, we can see this at all different levels. If a little child walked through those doors right now, or say two or three of them, and they got dirty faces and tattered clothes and no shoes, what do you think would happen in real life and real time? One of you moms would get up immediately. Well, I'd be, still be trying to figure out what in the world is going on. And start nurturing and care because you just know. I have seen moms in this church whose maybe kids are they're grown and gone, 
mother kids in this church that have moms. Cards are given, birthday cakes are baked for kids in this church. You go to their their games, baseball, whatever. A, A note of encouragement, a hug. It's that nurturing that has taken place. And it is a beautiful thing. Let me just close with this quote, again, from a mom, an author and a mother, Sherry Surratt. Every day, we change the course of the future because we influence our children in their faith and walk. Every day, we change the course of the future through our encouragement and admonishments. Through these life-giving moments when we pour into our children, we get to shape their character and teach them about the God who made them and loves them. We teach them about honesty and the power of commitment. We teach them how to share and how to love. We form the face of tomorrow through our mom life today. Each moment counts and for a mom there aren't any throwaway days. And we need not wonder if it's worth it to find the energy to read yet another bedtime story. It is. When we question the value of going the extra mile for our kids, we can rest in the power of the message we are sending as we model God's command to love someone else more than we love ourselves. The fruit of our labors may not always be apparent, but let's commit with the Apostle Paul to not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. With every hug, every gentle pat, every encouraging word, we are making a difference that no one else can. Without fanfare or thanks, we are shaping the minds and hearts of future leaders, inventors, dreamers, and decision makers. We truly are world changers. That's a biblical perspective. That is what is happening in this church. So you think New Covenant Fellowship, that's how we build on the rock. We think along scriptural lines. We become a kingdom outpost by being salt and light. How? By living out the roles that God has designed us to live out as mothers, as fathers, as families. By nurturing, by caring, people will know God. Motherhood, in a sense, is evangelistic in that way. It can be. It's a tangible, clear way to see the power of the attributes of God. Love, mercy, caring, tenderness. God will not leave us by ourselves or alone. Thank you, moms. I have drawn closer to God. I know God better because of the lives that many of you have lived before my very eyes. Because of the sacrificial decisions and acts and how you have submitted and given yourself and seen others as more important than yourself. Thank you, moms, for showing us God. And may God bless the preaching of His Word.